Hi there. I'm very excited because uh, we're standing in front of the world's largest pom pom, aren't we? It's an amazing event. Only Brighton can do this. Um, we have a ton and a half of clothing that has been donated by Bag to School to us, and it's taken 500 man and woman hours, mainly woman hours, to create the world's largest pom pom in Brighton and celebrate Brighton's ability to recycle and refashion old clothes into new clothes. And uh, I have to say this, would you, could you tell us a story about what you said to the man from the um, Guinness Book of Records? Well, we were invited to have the record officially recognised by Guinness and uh, they were going to uh, charge us a, a large sum of money, several thousand pounds, and we decided in the end to establish the very first record in Brighton's Book of Records. So this will be our first entry in Brighton's Book of Records and we seek more. So dear listeners and the public, please if you know someone or if you have yourselves mm -hmm. produced some records, we'd like to hear about it. Has it been officially measured? It has been officially measured at 12 and a half feet, a little bit more. We're just uh, working out the centimetres right now. But it breaks the previous record which was held in Ireland by a school in Limerick of 10 feet. And it will take some time before we think this record is broken again. Well, I organised Brighton Fashion Week, director of Brighton Fashion Week, and lovely Clive contacted me and seeing if we'd be interested in doing some a project which promotes sustainability. Um, and so we had lots of different ideas and then somehow came across this idea for the world's biggest, largest pom-pom made out of recycled materials. So yeah, there we have it. And it's just like, it's kind of a promotional event for us as well, but also it shows Brighton Fashion Week is a bit different. Um, we, we encourage sustainability, we encourage eco-designers, we encourage, you know, it's Brighton, isn't it? So it's great to do an event like this. And, yeah. It can only happen in Brighton. It can only happen in Brighton, yeah. You wouldn't probably see this at London Fashion Week, that's for sure. <laughs> what is the destiny of this giant pom-pom? Okay, so now we've got a whole team. We have to take it back to where we've been building it, a compartment, open space for artists. Uh, we have to dismantle it, uh, tear it all apart, and we've got a big truck coming from Yorkshire going to take all the wool back and recycle it to then take on to make further jumpers and things for people who can around the world. This is famous Matt from YouTube. Hello Matt, I've forgotten your surname Matt. Matt Whistler. So Matt's, Matt's just been on top of the pom-pom and you were naked, weren't you? Were you fully naked? No, well yes, I mean no, well kind of, there was a hat there. Yeah. yeah. And is, is it better being on a pom-pom than on a, on a, a tray in the frost? It's, it's a hot day and it's a great pom-pom, so the two go together really well. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it was a great experience. It was, it was brilliant fun to be standing on the world's biggest pom-pom. I'd recommend it to anyone. Julianne, now you are um, responsible for this pom-pom, aren't you? No, no You're I, can't take, this pom -pom. I can't take any credit. The wonderful Eddie produced yes. this marvellous, what I'd like to call it a sculpture. Mm. I think it's true art. I'm an artist myself, so I'm slightly biased. I'm very fussy about art too. I think that the combination of colours she's brought into this and how she's put it all together, she's actually thought about this very carefully. And the textures that has come from this kind of soaring up ideas. Yes, when I arrived, there was a guy with a, a chainsaw just a putting chainsaw, finishing touches on. Yeah, a chainsaw. And to we these... found twenty pounds in one of the pockets. Yeah. Did you? Well. Yeah, we yeah. did. Wow. Yeah. I think you find more of those as well. Well, I'm just keeping an eye out for a stray opal fruit now. <laughs> and any colour will do. I like the green ones myself. <laughs> but you see, if you walk around it, um, you get this kind of fusion of colour that changes, going from some neutrals to reds to yeah. pink. It's fantastic. I think she's done a great job. We just got the privilege of standing on top and sitting on top. Very comfy. It must oh, be extremely comfortable. It did look at one point like it was a giant dress that you were wearing. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you're going to use that, aren't you? That's going to be like, <laughs> hey, what a good idea. You know, like, um, you can get those cakes, can't you, that you put a half a doll on top and then you, the, the cake is shaped like a dress. Yes, or one of those yeah. toilet roll covers. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I've stood on the world's biggest toilet roll cover, yeah. naked. Uh, I'm Eddie Hecht. And what's your role in the giant pom-pom pom 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 egadon? The pom-pom bonanza. I um, well, I organised it basically. So I got everyone together. Um, after we got Clive came to like propositioned us, or came came towards us and said that there was grants to do uh, stuff on recycling textiles and promoting recycling clothing. And Josephine had this dream of making the world's largest pom-pom. So we thought we'd put you know use this chance to to make it. So all the walls uh, gone from a, a company called Bag to School in Yorkshire, which is collects rags and all the stuff that charity shops don't want and he's lent it to us over a ton and a half of wool it was originally going to be three tons but when it arrived i got so scared and there wasn't enough people to collect the delivery that i sent half of it away um, but we still beat the record foot eight inches width to beat and we've we've definitely done that so so yeah that's that's brilliant i I don't know. I think the people who did it before, it was probably a lot easier because they didn't decide to do it in a public place. It was they did it in their school. Um, they did it in their school hall or something like that. So this, pom-pom making is a very private affair, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas this has been, you know, a bit a bit more logistical, trying to transport it and and things like that. But yeah. You're very proud of yourself, a new record holder. Yeah, I know. I never. I think everyone. When I was trying to get people involved in this, I was sending loads of emails out everywhere saying, you know, come on, come help us Guinness World Record. We break the Guinness World Records, and um, like to all schools, because I wanted to get schools involved to help make it. And I didn't get much response, and it was really difficult to try and get people involved. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, hasn't anyone since they were a kid always wanted to break a Guinness World Record? Um, but, but anyway, we did it. So. Yeah, I'm very happy. Fantastic. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you.